Next on BYU Sports Nation, Title Tuesday in Las Vegas, BYU basketball men and women on the championship hunt. The road to the West Coast Conference crown goes to the old reliable, through the old reliable, Gonzaga. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homel and the radio voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, join us. Plus ESPN Sean Farnham on why BYU can win the West Coast Conference and who delivered with the BYU Sports Nation karma last night. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here is Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Title Tuesday, March 11th. Get them up, baby. Woo! We are here. Not one, but two titles. We have survived. That's right. March 11th. I'm Spencer Linton. Teamed up with my co-host and newly appointed engineer... Of the BYU NCAA tournament oh, train, right. Jerem Jordan. I, we've talked about it for a long time. You have, especially. <laughs> I think BYU's in with the win. BYU's in with the win. I don't think it matters what happens tonight. You can't get blown out, but I think if there's a close game, it's good. Which, by the way, I am ready for Uh-oh. Title Tuesday. I have the scissors. Can you hear that on the radio? I can hear you saying yes in your car. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to give these scissors to Tom Homo to... Cut down the nets later. Fantastic. But let us let us uh, begin. Oh, oh, we're going the next level. We're going by next cutting level. up this uh, paper fan of Gonzaga right now. Let's just let's just Jeremy's, slice up Gonzaga, a Gonzaga fan. right now. Let's a do paper it. Paper fan. Let's. I'm cutting it up. <laughs> ready to go. Hey, while while you take care of that, great to have everybody with us wherever and however this you may be messy. joining us. It's fantastic to be here on Title Tuesday in Las Vegas, live at the Orleans Arena. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved in today's Twitter question. Put down the scissors for a moment, Hold Jared. on. I'm almost done cutting all this up like the BYU <laughs> offense will to the opposing defense tonight. Oh, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. You're so That's clever. getting all over the place. You're so clever. Look at this. Look at this. Okay. Get it out of here. Get that, get that stuff out of here. <laughs> It's making me sick. I'll give this to Tom Homo when he comes on the show. <laughs> the hey, the, the Twitter we, question Yeah, we have today. a Twitter question. What's the headline going to be for, uh, tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation? <laughs> have your pick. Here, here's mine. Cougars win first WCC title for the men. It'd be the second for the women. Mika ejected in first half. <laughs> Hawes, Moonwalks, and Collinsworth shaves mini mullet. Oh, wow. All of the, it's a how large. Gonna, how are you going to fit all that in? It's the internet. It's not an actual newspaper. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I, I haven't figured mine out yet. I need to think on that a little bit more. You have about an hour. I know. I know what I've got. I have exactly 57 minutes now. Uh, BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU Radio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app. Watch the simulcast, which we launched last Thursday right here from the Orleans Arena in Vegas on BYU TV and BYUTV.org. Rebroadcast weekdays 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Rise and shout on this title Tuesday. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. Yes! It took OT, but we're all on board. Uh, just relief. I was exhausted. So I finally could breathe and just catch my breath. But it feels good, especially when with my teammates and I, when we battle like that. It just feels good to, to win as a team. Kyle Collinsworth with the BYU Sports Nation karma in effect. Absolutely. 18 points, 12 rebounds, another double-double. He's been BYU's tournament MVP thus far. He stood out in another balanced team win. 
How fitting is it that Kyle Collinsworth gets fouled with a few precious seconds remaining and knocks down both free throws? I mean, BYU had to make free throws to win this game. Kyle Collinsworth goes to the line. with It's a one-point game with 25 seconds left, and he hits two free throws. Haas makes two free throws. Winder goes one for two, so it's a two-point game at the end. San Francisco misses a three. Tyler Haas, by the way, passed Russ Larson last night for fifth all-time in BYU history uh, in scoring. But what a game from BYU. I mean, it was like every other game they had played with San Francisco, who is apparently the best team in the WCC, according to Rex Walters, despite losing three times to Brigham Young. But BYU got the win, and they're in the title game. This is what we talked about a long time ago. After BYU started 5-4 and four in the first nine, we said, what do they need to do to get an at-large bid? And it was exactly this, which was go 8-1 and one or 9-0 and oh in the back half and get to title Tuesday against Gonzaga, and here we are. Not only 8-1 and one in the back half, but they won their first two games in the tournament. They've won 10 of 11. Six straight. So now they're literally and figuratively the hottest team in BYU, in the West Coast Conference right now. 15-3 and three in this calendar year. It's about how you finish. Eight and seven, and then they go 15 It's and about three. how you wow. finish. That's why yes. they're in the tournament. They're in. And I don't think it, uh, I don't know that BYU needs to win this game to even get a different seed. I think the BYU's in, and that they maybe have one spot better in the NCAA tournament if See, they win. I don't think it matters a ton, honestly, the result tonight. They're an 11 or a 12. If they beat Gonzaga tonight, I think they. Can they get an 11 as opposed to a 12? 11, if, I don't know, if, if, the, if the tournament works out. 10 seems such too a, high. 10, 10, 10's a, st- a stretch, but I think you're they're for in, sure an 11 if they beat Gonzaga tonight. 11 or 12 either way. They're in. They're tw- 23 wins. It's how you finish. The committee has paid attention to that. Their RPI is good. They have no bad losses in recent memory. They're playing really good basketball. Just be competitive tonight. Bracket matrix. Tonight. Six to the last team in, 11 seed, two spots from a 10 seed. They're in 83 of the 96 brackets. Mm. And by the way, it, it, takes a, it took a lot for BYU to win that game, to get to overtime, to win the game, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Heck yeah. 2,204. Oh. No, not the year in which BYU will win the NCAA tournament, but it's been 2,204 <laughs> days since BYU's last win in a single overtime, not a double or a triple. Let's That's- go back to February 26th. 2008, BYU beat New Mexico by one. That's how long it's been since BYU won a single overtime game. Now, wait a second. They've won games in overtime. Correct, but double or triple. Okay. Or not okay. triple, just double. So one overtime. The last just overtime win for BYU, Jimmer senior year, 2010-11, against South Florida in double overtime. Double overtime. Even then. A it, buzzer it, beater by Noah Hartsock. It's been four years since BYU won, an won overtime. any overtime They haven't game? played a ton of overtime games. Third of the season. BYU was 0-2. They lost at Oregon, at Portland. Wow. Okay. 2,204 days. Fair that's, that's some good research, my friend. Congratulations. Thank you, BYUCougars.com. You're bringing it on Title Tuesday. <laughs> uh, Credit where credit's due. Some final thoughts as we wrap up what happened last night. Tyler Hawes, 5 of 19, but he made 14 of 14 from the free throw line. And He'll do that. And, and People he, saying, man, he had a horrible night. He had 24 points. He scored 24 he, points. He, w- he did have a terrible shooting night from the field. He's the fifth all-time leading scorer in BYU history, and he's still in his junior season. He's got a full season to become the greatest scorer in BYU history. All signs point to him doing that. 
So Tyler Hawes, while he has a bad night, BYU can still win. They've done that three or four times during this key stretch where Tyler hasn't been the leading scorer, hasn't been at his best. They still find a way to win. Only five guys scored for BYU, all of them in double figures, and one other guy took a shot. It was Skylar Halford. Man. Weird box score, but BYU grinded out a win against San Francisco again. Matt Carlino does his thing with the key stretch against San Francisco. I don't know what it is about Matt Carlino playing against the Dons, but like he has this, this next level he goes into. He scored 9 of 11 at one point. He, he literally picked his entire team up in the second half. He was high-fiving random fans on the sideline. <laughs> I loved it. I've never, it was never seen anything like that <laughs> from Matt Carlino. And the team effort gets them in to Title Tuesday. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. <laughs> The tournament train is... Yes, the tournament train has a stop on Title Tuesday. I'm shoveling Cole hard into the front of that thing right now. Anson Winder (laughs) played a key role in last night's game. He says this team isn't done yet. And tonight... Now we're going to the finals. We we haven't been there before, especially in this league. And and it's an exciting exciting feeling right now. And we know we're not done yet. You know, I've said that from the beginning that our backs are against the wall. And we we know we have to win now to keep playing. So it's another game that we know we're going to have to grind out. Tough game. It's going to be a tough game regardless. Anson, why he used the right word, grind, because that's what it's been for the past little while. Has it not? And the Cougars have had to work, to work really hard to win some games that they just didn't play well in. But they, they won. They're doing what Gonzaga does. Just win. Just who, win. Who cares how? Just yep. win. Just win the game. You made zero three-pointers in the first round against LME. You broke a streak that was 577 games long. So what? You won. You won by double digits. Does not matter. Just find a way. Now they have a chance to do something they've never done and that's play for a conference title. Which I can't, I mean, you can't say enough about that. About this team this year getting to this point, the progress they've made through the season. Ten scholarship players, no mm. seniors. I mean, the, the roster makeup from the beginning was talented, but you just, I just felt like BYU's been undermanned. So to get to this point after the way they played, tremendous effort. And now they have a chance to get an auto bid to the NCAA tournament and win the conference tournament for the first time since 01. The BYU women have been here before. Yes. And, and against Gonzaga. Two years ago, they won this. It doesn't make it any less important, however, because they've been here, especially for the two seniors, West Coast Conference Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year, Jennifer Hampson, and the sharp-shooting three-point specialist, Kim Beeston. We played Gonzaga two years ago um, in the championship game, and that, that was the most fun game I've ever played in, I think. And so to, to be in a championship game again with Gonzaga again, it's, it's really exciting. Kim Beeston was one of a handful of players that, that shot the ball really well yesterday for the BYU women. Lexi Eaton came, came and played well in the second half. Didn't get hardly any minutes in the first half. She came in, did a really nice job. Kylie Maeda, the point guard from Hawaii. What's up? Busting yeah. threes. Yeah, hang loose, Hawaii. What is up? Honolulu. Uh, representing. I mean, they shot the ball so well from outside. They, they beat Pacific at their own Overcame game. Overcame the craziest officiating I've ever seen in my life, by the way. There were like 70 fouls in that game. Yeah. And that's not much of an exaggeration. It was weird. But, they, but they're roaring as well. So that game, by the way, for Eastern on BYU Radio. You can listen to Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler on the call. Uh, and then the men's game at 9 Eastern. We're going to have rebroadcasts of those as well tonight. 11 Mountain and 12.30 uh, a.m. Mountain. Men and then women rebroadcast. BYU's women's coach, Jeff Judkins, whom we love, good friend of the program, he kind of summed up Title Tuesday for, for both teams. Take a listen. It's going to be a dogfight. I mean, he knows what I do, and we know what he does. And now it's going to come down to who wants it the most, who's willing to, to not give second, third opportunities, and who's going to execute 
you know, down the stretch. That's where it's going to come down to. Can Jeff Judkins and Gonzaga head coach Kelly Graves just play one-on-one for the title? We would win. They look like the same guy. We would win. <laughs> because he's the best shooter at BYU, according to Coach Judkins, right? I still want to see that with Ian Haas. <laughs> Let's hook that up. And it will be a dog fight, right? Lit, because we're, we're lit, playing the Bulldogs. Literally. What will tomorrow's headline for BYU Sports Nation be? Let's get to an initial tweet at Y for Life. It says, Tyler Haas gets so manhandled in the game, police arrest Zag players and refs as accomplices. <laughs> at Laser Sheep. Who needs seniors? BYU going dancing after Tyler Haas carries the Cougars in WCC title game. Great point by Laser Sheep, by the way. He said, you never know who a BYU Southpaw will high-five. Matt Carlino and Riley Nelson with the ref. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Nice find. Hey, by the way, did you know BYU's beat the best West Coast Conference team three times this year? I heard that. That's what Rex Walters told me. That's right. <laughs> told you? Nice. Yeah. Up next on BYU Sports Station, the radio voice of the Cougars, Gregor Bell, joins us. We'll talk if BYU wins. Are they in? And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We are live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. We welcome back a good friend of the show, Greg Rebell, the radio voice of the Cougars. But before we get to Greg, I want to remind you that you can listen to Title Tuesday games on BYU Radio starting at 4 Eastern with the women's game. That's right. Women's game, 4 Eastern. BYU-Gonzaga. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler on the call. Then the men play at 9 Eastern. Both are live on BYU Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 143. Greg Rubel on the call at 9 Eastern on BYU Radio. And that is who joins us next. What's up, Greg? Morning, boys. Long days, short nights. It's attorney time. <laughs> it's okay, though. I'm tired, but I'm totally okay. Best time of year. I, I just don't care. It's awesome. Four yeah, hours of sleep. Awesome. It's Title Tuesday. BYU's men's and women's teams are playing Gonzaga's men's and women's teams for the right to hoist the West Coast Conference Tournament trophy. We've talked a lot about BYU's men's team and what they needed to do to get an at-large bid. I really feel like with 23 wins, the way they finish the season, that win or lose tonight, they are in the NCAA tournament. Where do you stand on that? That was my magic number was 23. I thought 23 wins gets you in. Of course, 24th would be gravy, but I thought they had to get that 23rd, which would mean getting the title Tuesday that they've done. So I've been on record for a long time now saying two BYU wins and two Gonzaga wins equals two teams dancing on on Selection Sunday. And I still believe that to be the case. I think Gonzaga and BYU have both done enough to show themselves as tournament-worthy teams. You look at BYU right now, another top 100 win last night in the RPI. Uh, Their strength of schedule, uh, well-documented. How, how they challenge themselves out of league. The committee talks about that all the time. What was the intent of your schedule? Did you want to test yourself? Did you travel? And BYU certainly did all that. Then you rack up 23 wins, and you've won uh, you know, 10 of 11 down the stretch. Uh, these are all the things the committee will consider on Selection Sunday. And we're talking about a league, the WCC, that's been top 10 all season long, really hanging on to that ninth place position yeah. pretty much all season. So if you're a ninth place league with your top two teams at 23 to 25, 26 wins uh, with, with, with the schedules they've played, those, you know, I, I think that's, that's, that's without question two NCAA tournament teams. I know the league feels that way. I know BYU brass feel that way. I know we three feel that way. Jeremy, you in on this? I'm in on this now. Okay, we three feel this Jer- way. Jeremy has, has, has joined the tournament <laughs> train, Greg. He's joined it. We've converted him. Yes, yeah. we have. Well, after the Pacific game, yeah, I, I had hopped off. I thought all hope was lost because BYU had too many bad losses. And at that point, I just didn't see BYU going to Moraga and winning. I thought that they'd be competitive, but maybe would lose to Gonzaga at home. 
I am so glad I was wrong about that because BYU's been on fire since then, and the back nine, six at home, that helped. BYU turned the season around. What, what happened? Well, it, it is true that, that four sub-100 losses is, is a little high for an at-large team. Yeah. But when you can compensate that with the top 100 wins and realize that so many tough games were played, I think you then see yeah, there's kind of mitigating factors there. Um, again, one, one part's, part's a little unusual, but then they compensated on the other end. What happened, I think, was the St. Mary's game. Um, there, there was a lot going against BYU in that game. Coming off the heartbreak in Stockton, losing Eric Mika early to foul trouble, having Kyle Collinsworth go down, Luke Worthington getting hurt, yet finding a way to grind through everything to get a win where very few teams do win, that to me was, was the next tipping point. There were a few tipping points this season, and some of them involved lineup changes uh, early in the conference campaign. The early conference tipping point came at, at 0-2 when they lose LMU and Pepperdine. Skylar Halford in, Matt Carlino out. The, the desired result was achieved. You saw how they played. Skylar began to tail off. Next tipping point, Anson Winder in, Skylar Halford out. And then Eric Mika as a reserve, Luke Worthington in, or Josh Sharp for the first game or so. And so you saw you know, different little points of the season where lineup changes you know, ha- had considerable impact. But it was the St. Mary's game. Uh, Anson Winder began... I started the second half, I think, of that game, yeah. uh, and, and that kind of got him in the lineup at that point, and, and he became a real uh, kind of defensive spark plug and has been so good offensively, shooting a crazy high numbers yeah. as a starter, averaging double figures. Um, he's been the real late-season revelation. So you say what happened? I, I think a few different things <laughs> happened at different stages of the season, but I think that St. Mary's game becomes kind of a linchpin in terms of what allowed them to go on this run they're currently on right now. By the way, Dave Rose has had a brilliant career. We can all agree on that. He has done amazing things for this BYU basketball team. But I look at this season and what he's done as a coach and how he's moved things around and altered everything. This has got to be right up there with the greatest seasons he's ever coached because of the difficulties and the grind that they had to go through. And he's, he had to motivate had to his team. He's after had to coach this team more. eight and seven yeah. coming off losses to Pepperdine and LMU, 0-2 oh in conference. So for me, this is, this is right up there with the greatest seasons that he's ever had as a BYU coach. Absolutely. With no seniors on the team, you've talked about that. Ten you know, scholarship players. Right, for this year, ten scholarship guys. He's got three good scholarship guys on the scout team, but he's got ten scholarship guys, and he really pushed all the right buttons. And when you think about it, I mean, Dave Rose's teams had never lost even three games in a row in a single season, let alone four. They had that four-game skid. You know, at the turn of the calendar year, um, you know, how would the team respond to that? You know, at eight and seven, you know, as, as they've all said, that, you know, this season, things can go sideways at that point, And they never really did. Credit to these players uh, for coming together, um, not becoming a blaming finger pointing bunch, but everyone accepting the role. Uh, that was required of them to get this thing done this year. I mean, Matt Carlino thriving as a reserve, Eric Mika uh, coming on as a reserve for a number of games, um, Anson Winder, you know, I don't want to say biding his time because he was always giving it a hard effort, but always being ready. And um, there's Anson hitting a three in the corner. Those are the kind of shots he's hitting lately. And uh, how great for him, by the way, to come back to Vegas, his hometown, and have oh. these kind of games right now. So, uh, you know, he, he is, is, has been as important as anybody. When you look about it, you can say that, you can say that about so many guys recently. You know, you're always going to have Ty. Kyle could be the tournament MVP if BYU wins this thing. Um, Anson doing what he does. Eric starting and coming up with a double-double. You know, there was just uh, – and, and Kyle know, off what could have been a terrible injury. He gets 13 days what a rest. Scare, what a scare that was at, at, in Moraga. But, uh, you know, everything coming together the way it has. And Dave Rose will say this. You know, to win at tournament time, it can't, can't be one guy or even just two or three guys. It's got to really be night after night, you know, so many different guys coming through. 
And, and last night, you know, you just saw more evidence of that. Jeremy, you've talked a lot about the one fear that you have, and that's in reference to 2011. Yeah, yeah. last night I had this, uh, this feeling of, did BYU, okay, back to Jimmer senior year, 2010-11, did BYU-New Mexico themselves into San Diego State in that uh, they used a lot of gas, it was an overtime game, it's the next night, they're the later game. Uh, I think BYU will have uh, enough in the tank, but my fear is that maybe it's similar to what happened in that New Mexico game in that hey, we got to win this game, we're going to do everything we have, and then Gonzaga's a little more rested as they cruised in last night. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, there, there's always a possibility BYU is, is, is a little light in the legs tonight, but you know, I, I, you know, I, I tend to think that at this time of year, um, adrenaline and good conditioning can pay off. And you know, as Matt said last night in our postgame coverage, we're the best-conditioned team in this league, and, and, he, and he hopes that pays off tonight. It was five extra minutes, and it was a late-night start. Granted, they'll have a few... Uh, of a few less hours or a fewer hours to prepare for Gonzaga. But at this stage, you know, knowing what's on the line, I've got to think every last bit of energy will be summoned tonight. Yeah, and luckily Gonzaga is not that San Diego State team. That San Diego State team was a Sweet 16 team. Gonzaga's a... Probably should have been an Elite 8 We'll see, yeah. But anyway, there were so many great moments in last night's game. Kyle Collinsworth hits the two enormous free throws. He's been struggling, obviously, this season. Uh, Tyler Haas goes 14 for 14. Eric Mika, I like the fact that his temper flared up because it showed a mo- raw emotion. And then the coaching battle was going on between Rex Walters and Dave Rose. I can't pick a favorite moment. Like it was, it was. I, w- I want to go back and watch the game again just to digest all of it. Do you have a favorite moment from last night's game during your call on the radio? Uh, the one that one that stands out. Um really starkly is Matt Carlino's jumper in the last minute, oh, I believe, man. of overtime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's you when know, Tom Homo reacted strongly. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> we showed it on the post game. He was fired up. We'll talk to him in a minute about that moment. You know, Matt to that point was having just kind of a so-so shooting tournament to this point. And, and he dribbles into, you know, a 15 to 18 footer just inside the arc. Shot you know, clock winding down. Shot clock coming down. Being, I think, pretty well defended. And uh, there's Tom. And uh, <laughs> knocking that shot down, to me, was you know, kind of the shot of the night. But there were so many different plays of the night. I mean, even, even things like Kyle Collinsworth's offensive rebounds. I think every one he had was just massive. And Eric Mika, his offensive – to me, offensive rebounds stand out. They're just hustle plays. There's those, those plays that keep you alive you know, for another 35 seconds to get it done. I, I love offensive rebounds in atmospheres like last night. They meet, and San Francisco had, no, had, had their share, too, now. They had a lot of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, BYU kind of matched them that way, and so that, that's a play that stands out, I guess. But uh, so many memorable moments from last night. Gregor Bell is on BYU Sports Nation. We do this every day. Let's do it with you, Greg. It's time to count down to Connecticut, baby. Countdown to Connecticut. 171. You can't wait, can you? I would have joined in if I knew it was coming. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> 171 till yeah, Not that there's anything important going on tonight, less than, you know, 12 hours or whatever. Football will have its day. Hey, yes, later this know. week, we'll be at spring football practice. We'll, tomorrow, in fact. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I may or may not commit to being there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a late night, depending on what happens tonight. I think that's understandable. Yeah. We're all a little uh, underrested, and uh, <laughs> but certainly happy to be working here at the Orleans. And Greg, always great to have you. Great insight, great stuff. Oh, and let's always have you sign the flag. Oh, absolutely. Sign the flag, please. you got to sign the BYU Sports Nation flag. We'll do it. The silver Where, pen. Wherever you want. Rise up. All right. Listen to Greg tonight, 9 Eastern, BYU Radio. While Greg is signing the flag, let's go back to our Twitter question. What will be tomorrow's headline through BYU Sports Nation? It's Twitter time. 
How about at Tasha Lynn? Tyler Haas moonwalk on the Orleans Arena court goes viral. He, yeah. he guaranteed that he'd do the moonwalk if they win the title. Looking, for, looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> I really yeah. Both the win and the moonwalk. He says he can do it. Like He's pretty good at it, apparently. So. Hopefully, I hope we get a chance to find out. Yeah. yeah. At Sporting Els, uh, SLC, Title Town, men's and women's. At Coog Indian 32, here in Haas we dance. Hashtag BYU. Hashtag sixth fan. Of by course. the way, I've, I've taken to writing Tyler Haas' name with a dollar sign for his S now, by the way. I saw that. Because he is he so much. that. You know, he so really there is. is. Man. All, named All District today. All District 8 by the U.S. Basketball Writers Association this morning. So one of the best. Awesome. Congratulations well to Tyler Haas, the fifth leading scorer all time in BYU history. Greg Rubel, radio voice of the Cougars. Listen to him tonight on BYU Radio as he has the call against Gonzaga in the championship game. Up next, we're going to be joined by Tom Homo, BYU Athletic Director. And don't forget ESPN Sean Farnham back on the show. Why he thinks BYU can win the West Coast Conference Tournament tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Nate Austin and the BYU Cougars on the Orleans floor behind us here from our bridge set in Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live on BYU Radio and simulcast on BYU TV with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. The women's title game is at 4 Eastern live on BYU Radio today with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler on the call, rebroadcast on BYU TV at 2.30 a.m. Eastern. I know you're all going to stay up to watch that. And the men's title game is at 9 Eastern with a rebroadcast on BYU TV at 1 a.m. Eastern. Our next guest is the athletic director of the BYU athletic program, Tom Homo, three-time Super Bowl winner. And more importantly, the athletic director of a program that is playing for two West Coast Conference titles tonight. Tom, how does that feel? It feels great. I think early in the season, I didn't know if we'd be in this position. I'm really impressed. And I'm grateful for this team and the coaches, the fans that hung in there through it to make it come to this point, to have number one versus number two. That's kind of how it's supposed to be played out, and we're going to get both games today. Last night uh, we caught a fiery reaction from you following, I believe it was Matt Carlino's jumper in overtime. Which was fantastic, It was an exciting game for everybody. Well, I loved but, it. But it was fun to see you get into it so much. I guess to describe uh, what went through you as that play happened. <laughs> I just I love these guys. <laughs> you guys got to take take you, the camera off of me. You had your ga- you had your game face on last night. I'll it tell was, you it what, was on. I really I love these guys. I love the games. I know these guys like um, I don't know. They're my friends, and and I know the ups and downs and the tough times they go through, and to see them pull it out at the end. I, I just get fired up. It's, I love my job, and it's not like that every day, but sometimes I just got to let it out. You're smart. You got off press row so that you could do that. That's right. <laughs> to, clear, to clear yourself out. You'll notice I never sit at press row. You're smart, man. I can't do that. <laughs> Athletic Director Tom Holmo joining BYU Sports Nation. So much talk about what does BYU need to do to secure an at-large berth in the NCAA? Well, win tonight, and you don't have to worry about that. So that's, you know, task number one is to find a way to beat Gonzaga. But win or lose, do you feel like BYU with 23 wins is in the NCAA tournament now? Well, I would think so. I think if you talk about this as prognosticators, this is 
good and fun to talk about. But I think it's probably the furthest thing from the coaches' minds and from the players' minds. They just know that they have a chance to win a championship. And at the beginning of the year, the first goal that they have is to win a championship. Uh, and if they know if they get that, then they get the tournament. If they don't win a championship, you can get the tournament. But this is what they dream about. And so they're going to put everything else aside just for tonight. And if it doesn't come out that way, then they'll worry about it. <laughs> and the women are in a p- similar position in that they have a really good record, uh, only five losses, I believe, on the season. They're in a position where even if they lost, which you hope they win tonight, but that they're likely going to get in as well. I think so. I think the women might be a little bit of a different situation. I think with the women, there aren't as many prominent teams in in the NCAA tournament. In the men's side, it goes deep. On the women's side, typically there's about six teams that are going to have a chance to win it all. That's it, where it's different on the men's side. But I think one of the things that people haven't realized is if if the women win today, They'll have broken the record, I believe, for the most wins in program history. Hmm. So this is a great year for the Cougs, and they're looking for the same thing as the men, a, a West Coast Conference championship. They, the women have been here before, and against Gonzaga. They did it two years ago, and they cut down the nets here at the West Coast Conference tournament. So, Which, by the way, I've got the scissors right here <laughs> to use in cutting the net, and I'm going to give them to you right now. Okay, thank you very These much. These are going to be used. Are you sure you want to give me these during the game? <laughs> With the way that crazy man <laughs> yeah. maybe Maybe I better bit. give them back to you later. <laughs> yeah, give them to me after the Okay, game. fair enough. <laughs> Let's keep the women and children safe. Okay, and that's fair. And the men. Athletic Director out. Tom Homo joining BYU Sports Nation. We talked about Dave Rose and the coaching job that uh, he's done earlier with Greg Rebell. He's had a brilliant career. For me, this season has been an unbelievable accomplishment for Dave because of the battles he's had to go through. Where do you view this season in Dave Rose's career? Spencer, it's hard for me to tell because I'm not really in the inner circle. You might think, really, that you're not. But, like, for example, last night, everybody gets home, everybody's tired, everybody has a story about when they went to bed. I don't think the coaches went to bed. Mm-hmm. I think they stayed up and, and reviewed Gonzaga. I woke up early this morning and went into the – the team room over at the hotel they had the player sheets all set up ready to go what the matchups were what the stats were what we're going to do all those things so what's going to happen and uh i I could tell you but i'd have to kill you (laughs) Um, and And now they're out on the court right now and so you you take a look at all the things that happen and i think every year is a great year for coaches uh, it's just it's too hard to put a finger on which is the best. I think that there's ebbs and flows in every season. And if you look at this game, to this season for me was a situation where about six or seven games ago, we started the playoffs. And I really believe that if we would have lost any one of those games, we wouldn't have been here. Yeah. Especially in the tournament. So this was a series of kind of do or die for about the last six or seven games for the boys. And uh, they're here to a point right now where it's real close. They're finding a way, and that's what they didn't do early in the season. They competed, but they couldn't. They couldn't win in close situations. Now, they've. It's it's almost like they turned the corner. They've learned to win the games that are close. Our confidence is something else. Yeah. The big mo in sports means more than people can imagine. There's just something about the chemistry of the team. I think there's a great amount of synergy on this team. It started and, with the lip syncs. I think it started way before the lips. Like we might have thrown in a little bit of magic, but who knows? And you capped it with your own, with Vice President Worthen and President Samperson. Nicely, yeah, that, nicely that, done. That was kind of fun. But I think that coming into a situation where 
you have so many individual players that come up big in certain games. And then you have a guy like Tyler and Kyle who really played stable throughout the whole year. I mean, if Tyler doesn't have 23, people think, whoa, he was off. But even, even last night, he didn't shoot the ball a high yeah, percentage. Five of 19. But he was 14 for 14 from the line. And that was our nemesis throughout the course of the season. We shot over 80%. And it took, we did whatever it took to win. And that's what it's going to take again tonight is somehow, some way, guys are going to have to come up and make big plays. Coach Walsh used to always tell us, to have a great year, your best players have to play their very best games and have their best seasons to win a championship. And so you see a guy like Tyler, you see a guy like Kyle, those are the best players on the team having their best years. And it's coming together right now. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo joining BYU Sports Nation. There were so many good moments last night. Uh, I I can't pick a favorite one. Obviously, you got really (laughs) fired up about the Matt Carlino jumper. But what will you take away from last night's game in this team in this season with with what you saw last night in the Orleans Arena during the semifinal? Well, it seemed like a finals. It's one of those games where I have a great deal of respect for USF. They've come a long way in a couple years, and they fought like crazy last night. The thing that was impressive for me was in that drought of six minutes where we didn't score, we played really good defense. They got the ball back, and, and San Francisco tightened it up, tied it up. But during that period of time is when we won the game. I'm going to tell you that right now. People don't think that, but I think we got our defensive mojo going during that period of time because they knew we had to get stops. We turned the ball over incessantly, missed shots, but on the other side of the court, they really toughened up, and I think that's where the game was won. And then you get to overtime, and you start strong because you've got that mojo going. I like that point. Tom Homo, BYU Athletic Director, four-time Super Bowl champ, uh, is on BYU Sports Nation. Can you believe that spring football is just an afterthought at this point? Isn't, isn't that kind of fun? Are we in spring football right now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. As uh, they pr- continue practice today. What, what are some of the storylines for you uh, with spring football right now? It always starts with the defensive backs. So, no, of course. <laughs> I, I really I, I have been impressed with the defensive backs, and I think that that is an area that we really have to be good at. To be a top um, a top 20 or a top 15 or top 10 team to be a great team you got to play great defense and I think that defensively we're going to lose some key players but I think you're going to see our defense is going to be a little stronger this year I think we might have a little bit more depth it might not be the the big time names like Kyle Van Oy but you'll see some guys that will rise up and Offensively, enough said. I mean, we, we know the names of the offense. Now it's just a matter of them gelling together and taking another step up. they got to get a little bit better in every area. Each player has to have a better year than they did the year before. Our Twitter question today is, what will be tomorrow's headline across BYU Sports Nation? So I'm going to ask you to prognosticate what the headline will be tomorrow, Tom Homo. Well, the headline I'd like to see was, I'd, I'd like to see a picture on Twitter. Of, of you and a no, mustache? No, no. no, I'd like to see a picture on Twitter with, uh, let's say, uh, Jen Hampson and Tyler Haas with the nets around their neck. And that would be Well, smart. that's a nice image, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm, Cut I, I'm with graphic. the scissors in my hand. <laughs> All right. Well, we, uh, we have each of our guests that visit our BYU Sports Nation desk sign our BYU Sports Nation flag. So, you Tom, said the phrase rise up. This is a rise up flag. Let's do it. So please, We're going to have you sign, sign that. And while you sign that, let's get to some more of our responses on the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. This is fantastic. At Rocking the Y, 
Cats and dogs, cats rule. (laughs) (laughs) At David Roberts 20. And he tweets at you, never change. We love your passion and intensity. You, you like Twitter. You use Twitter. I think it's a fun way to keep uh, connected to our fans. The fans at every school really are important. And I think sometimes maybe administrators and uh, the brass forget how important they are. But I've, I've, I'm a cougar dying the wool. I, I played here starting in 78, and I have, that, I have that passion going way back. And the thing that's funny about it is I didn't grow up a Cougar fan. I didn't even know where BYU was until I was probably 18, and it shows you how much of a fan I was. But it didn't take long to become a Cougar. And I love the fact that we have fans all over the world, and, and they're passionate. Hey, look at uh, I'm just a, a one sample of, of thousands and thousands of people that have as much, if not more, passion than me. Tom Homo, great to have you with us on BYU Sports Nation. Enjoy the games tonight. Go Cougars. All right, let's do this in the NCAA tournament again. And I'll get you these scissors later. Not safe now. We'll get them to you later. Thanks, guys. Just bring the passion again. I know you will. Up next, ESPN's Sean Farnham joins us. Why the color analyst for tonight's game thinks BYU has a legitimate shot to beat Gonzaga even after an emotional win last night. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation continues live from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out the suite level where it's nice and quiet. It's going to be super loud tonight, though. Down, uh, down below right now, BYU doing their walkthrough. In on the court. On the court for the game tonight. So exciting stuff. As uh, we wrap things here at the Orleans Arena, we've been here. We got here last Wednesday. Uh, the simulcast for the first time, BYU TV, BYU Radio, was last Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. All kinds of shows. We'll recap later. We'll tell you just how many, just how many shows we did here at the end <laughs> uh, in a special Rise and Shout. But fun stuff, a really fun week from a fantastic group. Uh, our all-star crew is here to... Uh, bring all the WCC coverage, including BYU Sports Nation games, halftime bridge shows, True Blue, post-game, BYU Radio. I mean, it's been an event, and it's been a ton of fun for us. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We had a race on the court to uh, start things off to last Chris Wednesday. Chris in the court, yes. you, you beat me by probably two heads. I don't know. What <laughs> it was close. It was close. You made, you made a really strong push there at the end, and you almost caught me. Thank you. You're gracious in victory. But... But we were saying, like, we, we had to take the court to, to offer up our portion of BYU Sports Nation karma to the tournament for BYU success. What do we need to do today to, to further that to for win. the title game? We need to figure that out. Do we need to find a basketball right after the show? Go shoot some threes on the court? I see a couple right now I mean, from I'm, uh, I'm thinking that, that might be in the discussion. We'll have, we'll have to talk about that. Apparently you've been banned from doing that or something. You're Excess dunking is what I told, <laughs> was told. <laughs> That's a three-point bombing. <laughs> oh, I've heard it all now. I have heard it all. That's <laughs> the RB banned me too. I just <laughs> Uncle Drew shows up. He gets buckets. My bad. <laughs> what will be tomorrow's headline for BYU Sports Nation? What are you going to see in the newspapers? Local? Uh, anybody that follows BYU for that matter? Have you figured out yours? Keep your responses coming. I'm saving my. T- yes, I have. I'm oh, saving my saving day the show. Yes. Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. At Quiddy17 says this. BYU doubles down in Vegas and wins two championships. It is Vegas. 
Gambling. Nicely played. It's not good. What? Yeah. Hashtag gambling is wrong. <laughs> Entertainment purposes only. In a few moments, Sean Farnham of ESPN will join us. He's calling the men and women's games today. Uh, the women's game, by the way, on ESPNU and BYU Radio, 4 Eastern, and then the mothership, ESPN, and BYU Radio, 9 Eastern. Jeremiah asked... I asked uh, both Tom Homo and Greg Rebell their favorite moments from last night's game. Really quickly, what was your favorite moment from last night's game? Just watching. Probably when Kyle Collinsworth outmanned the entire San Francisco uh, uh, defense at the free throw line, got a rebound, handed it off to Anson Winder, who scored a layup. I just thought that was a man's play. Mine was when the three-pointer did not go in for San Francisco with... The last second sticking off. That was that a was, good moment. For that, was, that was a relieving moment. ESPN college basketball expert and analyst, a guy who called the game courtside last night, Sean Farnham, joins us on BYU Sports Nation again. Sean, welcome back to the show. I hope you got some rest. Did, did you get your workout in so that you could get uh, spruced up for a long day today with ESPN? No, I woke up this morning to find out I had eight radio interviews across this great country this morning <laughs> for ESPN. Uh, did not know I was scheduled for all of that, so that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, so I got I got going early on radio interviews, and Dave Fleming's going to Whole Foods right now to get his great breakfast. He's going to eat healthy. He's going to get juiced up, have some kale. Whoa, juiced up? Awesome. What? Whoa, 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 whoa! Some kale. Wow. He's the juicing thing, you know the whole the whole ju- ju- drink the juice. Well, he he's with the <laughs> Giants. Way, Mike Reed is on the call tonight. I just saw him walking through the hotel lobby, which means we've got a great official on the broad. Oh my gosh, Mike G's on the call as well. We've got an unbelievable crew tonight. I'm telling you. It's unbelievable. Just walk through the palms and you see the greatness that is officials in the NCAA. How many, uh, how many of these uh, eight radio interviews are simulcast on television? Uh, none of them. None All right. Of them, uh, which is why yours is unique and special. Yes. Was I fishing for a compliment? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and, and I heard you guys talking about your favorite moment of the game. I have two favorite moments of the game last night. Okay. One. My call. I thought I was outstanding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I thought I thought a couple things that stood out to me. I love the Collinsworth drive, manning up, going through the contact, finishing the N one. Also, uh, in overtime, when he got the offensive rebound, I thought he was outstanding last night. And the other aspect of the game that I truly enjoyed, and this is a testament. I think your fan base gets a bad rap at times, but your fans have been very classy here at the WCC tournament. And I know people in Provo and people that are listening to your show probably go, "Well, that's." That's how we always are. But, they're, you know, sometimes people go, oh, they're really hostile. They, they really get upset. you got a passionate fan base. But your student section, dancing to every song that they played, uh, you know, that's what college athletics is about. you got to celebrate and have fun. And I've been really impressed with the way they stood up and cheered for Anthony Ireland at the end of his I love career. That. that was really uh, cool. That was a class move by BYU. Your fans have really represented your university extremely well here in Las Vegas. And, and anybody that's not here, should, should feel great pride in the fact of how they've conducted themselves as fans in Las Vegas. ESPN college basketball analyst Sean Farnham played at UCLA in the late 90s, joins BYU Sports Nation once again. Sean, Jeremy and I both feel like 23 wins because BYU won last night and the way they finished the season. Win or lose tonight, they deserve an at-large bid. Oh, yeah, I think they were comfortable even going in the last night's game. I said that during the broadcast. You know, it would have been nervous. It would have been more nerve-wracking, uh, but I think they would have been fine. And now you look at where they're at, and I, and I say I say they're locked in the NCAA tournament. And, it, and it, what a job Coach Rose has done with this group. Challenged them in the non-conference. Uh, put them through a gauntlet of very difficult games. And yet, you know, even though they took some of those losses and some of those tight losses, even the Iowa State game at home, uh, I think it prepared them. It prepared them for this moment. And this is a moment they haven't been in in this conference, a championship game. 
for BYU on the men's side uh, in the finals for the first time. And I think three years ago, uh, we all would have thought coming in from the Mountain West Conference that, you know, and I heard it from your fan base that, oh, we're going we're gonna to easily get to the championship game. We're going to unseat Gonzaga at the top of this conference. It hasn't gone that way. Uh, but, you know, it speaks to the quality of basketball overall played. And, look, San Francisco last night competed, competed and they played hard. Uh, and that was a very, very physical basketball game. Uh, I think the officiating crew did as well as a job as they could, considering how physical it was. There was missed calls at both ends of the floor. Uh, and, and you know, Mika, probably, to be honest with you, should have got teed up. Yeah, and I thought so, too. I agree. One of the things he has to worry about moving forward is we've seen this throughout the course of the season. He lets the emotions get the better of him. And you can't allow yourself to do that. They got away with one last night. You do that in the NCAA tournament, I promise you, he will get teed up. And that could be the difference between a win or a loss. Former De La Salle Spartan Sean Farnham is on BYU Sports Nation. He also works for ESPN. I think that's why we're having him on. Uh, but also his tremendous career at De La Salle. Uh, Sean, tonight, BYU and Gonzaga. What does BYU need to do to win in your eyes? Uh, stop David Stockton. Who would have thought I would say that? Yeah, yeah seriously. I mean, wow. He's last been night. playing outstanding since he's arrived here in Las Vegas. But I think the biggest key is trying to neutralize their size. Uh, and, and how you neutralize the side. Sam Dower hasn't shot the ball well from the field, uh, but he hasn't missed from the free throw line. He, and I said last night during the second game with Tyler Hawes, I said Tyler Hawes is having a Dower-esque performance at the free throw line right now. Uh, and you've got to eliminate those free points. Just as much as BYU wants to get those free points with Hawes at the free throw line, that's exactly what Gonzaga wants to do. They want to get your interior presence in foul trouble. Uh, they want to see Austin get to the bench quickly uh, and pick up multiple fouls in the first half. Uh, Karnowski's going to want to be, you know, just wall up defensively against Mika. I think the, the battle on the inside is going to be very interesting. Kevin Pangos has not played well yet here in Vegas, and he's due. Uh, that would also concern me if I'm BYU because I'd be looking going, okay, wait, we know how good Kevin Pangos is. He has not shot the ball well. He's not really even tried to shoot the ball so far. Uh, at, at the level and clip that you're, we're accustomed to seeing, is tonight going to be his breakout game? I think the dribble drive action is going to be key for both just as much as Collinsworth and Haas like to attack the paint. Uh, obviously, Gary Bell Jr., uh, coming back from that injury where he missed a month, he's starting to round back into form and be aggressive uh, and, and really look to attack. Sean Farnham of ESPN will call both BYU championship games today. The women... Can we talk about Jennifer Hansen a little bit? Absolutely we can. Can we give Jennifer Hansen some love, the WCC player and defensive player of the year, first team all-conference? Double whammy. I mean, she, uh, she was very impressive. I mean, look... I, I asked to be on the women's game here because I'm doing the women's NCAA tournament. I figured that there's a good chance whoever wins this game might be in Seattle where Dave Fleming and I will call the first and second round of the women's tournament. I was very impressed, and I'm looking forward to watching this matchup between two really good teams. Uh, you know, Kelly Graves has done a great job at Gonzaga consistently, uh, and Hayden Palmer uh, can dribble drive off the top and get to her mid-range jump shot. Sonny Groniker has to be the presence down low because Shelby Cheslick has fouled, almost fouled out of both games against Hampson. And that's the impact Hampson can have. You, you, you play behind her, she's going to score. You try to front her, they're throwing over the top. You double-team her, she's an excellent passer out of the post. And then Lexi Eaton's able to benefit from those passes out of the low block. To me, I was very impressed with the sets, the spacing that BYU runs. And I think this is going to be a fabulous game today uh, on ESPNU, and I'm looking forward to it. The two, the two teams split their regular season matchups, uh, you know, both winning at home, now on a neutral site. Uh, this will be the battle that we thought it was going to be when we showed up into town on the women's side. And it, what a representation for both of these universities to be playing on the women's and the men's championship game. Uh, it just talks about the overall strength and quality of both athletic departments. 
the showdowns between BYU and Gonzaga. Four Eastern on ESPNU for the women's championship game. Nine Eastern on ESPN for the men's championship. Sean Farnham will be the color analyst on both games. Sean, great to have you on the show. Always fun. We'll see you in the near future. Uh, yes, you will, because I'll be at the arena here in about 15 minutes practicing the uh, <laughs> ceremony for after the game today. So just turn around, and I'll be down on the floor with uh, Jamie talking about how we're going to do the trophy ceremony. Fair enough. We look right, forward guys. to it. Hey, Thanks, thank Sean. Thank you so much for having me on. It really is a pleasure to come on with you guys. You both do a great job on this show, and uh, anytime you guys need me, you just hit me up. You know how to reach me. Thanks, Sean. Everything is awesome, baby. <laughs> you know what? Today, I- I'm not going to say that. Because the Cougar Whip Round. Game, I've got to take a red-eye flight all the way to Greensboro, North Carolina. And that, my friend, is not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean. We'll, we'll see you. <laughs> the Cougar Whip Around is getting thrown out next, but that's because we've had an Everything is Awesome show. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. 171 days until Taysom Hill and the football team take the field. You just saw the cut-up Gonzaga paper fan, courtesy of one Jerem Jordan who sits to my left. Well, it happened at the beginning of the show. We cut up. I say we. I. You know, it was, it was all you. Paper fan. Yes. Like the BYU offense. <laughs> hey, tomorrow we're going to be in Studio B. Rise and back shout goes to our crew today. Listen to this list. 12 live games. games. Yeah. 12 halftimes. One post game. One true blue. And four BYU Sports Nation, six bridge shows, one radio broadcast, 37 broadcasts in five days. Great stuff from our crew. Let's finish uh, with this. Thanks to Tom Homo, Greg Grubel, Sean Farnham, and everyone on our crew. If what you a week. Any of today's show, put your minds at ease. Episodes of the show on demand, BYURadio.org, every afternoon, or on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Oh, by the way, my headline will be hashtag, it's another Cougar winner. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs>